Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays the Day podcast. I am your host. Nice to meet you. I'm Lauren. Um, okay, what's going on in my life this week? Uh, okay, <laughs> here's a funny story. So this week has been interesting. Um, the last couple weeks have just been crazy, and it's why I actually picked today's question from the archives. Um but so I'm just going on with my busy day, right? Like, have you guys heard that I need an associate? I have I have I mentioned it enough? <laughs> so I'm just hustling, working, don't have things. And um, there's been water in our basement. And so we've been trying to like deal with that and fix that. And then as soon as one area stops leaking, all of a sudden this new area. And so this our contractor's there and he's looking at it and he goes, uh, yeah, your sewage is backed up. You need a roto-rooter in here to like unclog your septic as soon as possible. Do not flush the toilets because every time sewage comes out in your basement. And I'm like, what? Okay. Um, so we have, I, I don't know. Okay, for those that are not adults, uh, I feel like every year that I own a home or own now a building, I'm so blessed to own my building and deal with sewage backup. Anyways, um, I just learned these things. Like, I, I, the older I get, the more I fundamentally understand the importance of wisdom versus knowledge. You know, you ever talk to like your dad or your mom and they bring up like, oh, well, make sure that you check the springs on your whatever because those go rusty. And then you look on your whatever and the springs are rusty and that's a problem. And you're like, how did you know that? Um, and that's wisdom because one day they had rusty springs. I don't even know what I'm referencing in that point. I just pulled that uh, thing out of my butt. So I, we get the Roto-Rooter guider, gu guider, the Roto-Rooter guider in there and they're down there doing their like septic thing. Um, and so like an hour later they come up and they're like, okay, we got it. You had 30 feet of backed up toilet paper in your pipes. And I'm like, is that a lot? <laughs> it sounds like a lot. And he goes, yeah, that's a lot. Um, do you use really soft toilet paper? And I'm like, Yes, I use really soft toilet paper um, because, so this is actually one of my things. As a business owner, I have, like, there's very certain things that I really care about. So I really like our patients writing with nice 
pens, like very, I have a very specific pen that if a patient is going to have to write, most of our stuff isn't written anymore. It's on computers. Um, but if a patient's going to have to write, I want them writing with a nice pen. Uh, and toilet paper is another thing. If a patient's got to wipe their butt at our clinic, I do not want it to be the cheap stuff. And my staff knows this. And so they laughed when they heard him say, like, do you use soft toilet paper? And um, he's like, oh, yeah, you can't do that because as a clinic, you don't flush enough water through. So because we don't have a dishwasher or a shower or a washing machine, Every time like water goes, it's it's with toilet paper and apparently that's bad. And so he's like, yeah, you need to get the one ply Scots. And it's kind of been a little bit of a drama this week because I don't want to. Um, but I also don't want to have sewage backing up into my basement every six months. But I also like to me when I'm at a business and there is one ply toilet paper, I'm like, you cheaped out. You cheaped out. I was not a good enough, I was not worthy enough of a customer for you to give me two or three ply. Like, pff, come on, don't be cheap. And I just don't want people thinking I'm cheap. Anyways, um, I think it's also funny that, so as I'm recording this, um, I'm recording this in the past, you guys, we are on like approaching the, well, we're here. We're in the one year anniversary of the toilet paper the toilet paper pandemic, I don't know what other, whatever, of beginning of the pandemic. And so I got toilet paper problems this week. Um, and it's just reminiscent of a year ago. I had whole sorts of other toilet paper problems where I was worried that patients were going to start uh, stealing toilet paper from our bathroom. Oh, reflection upon the last year. It's good. It's good. Okay. So let's go into our listener highlight. Today's question, so the, the question starts with the highlight. So I'm actually going to, don't get, don't freak out. I will get to the prayer, but I am going to go into the question or the highlight and then straight into the question and then we'll pray and then we're going to break this down. So this highlight comes from KCS and it says, Hey Lauren, thank you so much for this podcast. It has been so helpful listening to another female Cairo go through so many similar life experiences. Me. Thanks to your podcast. I've also fallen in love with the Enneagram and still not a hundred percent sure if I'm a nine or a two, but I'm leaning towards a two. Uh, that leads me to my actual question. So there was her highlight. She said, thanks. Thanks, Casey. <laughs> You're welcome. Okay, so that leads me to my actual question. I've been in practice for six years now and have done a lot of work with marketing and outreach in my town to build what I consider a pretty stable cash-based wellness clinic. Obviously, I always want more patients, but I'm pretty content with where we're at numbers-wise. I don't have an associate, so it's only me doing all the adjusting and marketing. I find that as a possible Enneagram 2, I really struggle saying no to things that come up, whether it's if I'm willing to volunteer for my kid's sports team or be on a nonprofit board or speaking to Rotary Club about chiropractic. I'm pretty busy with life right now, and I feel like I just keep saying yes to everything and that maybe my life would be easier if I started saying no. She puts a question mark there. <laughs> or is that the wrong thing? Because I'd be turning down potential marketing exposure and then my practice will never grow more than it is. Question mark. You know what I mean? Question mark. I just don't want to tell the universe to stop sending me opportunities that I should be grateful for. I'd love to know your advice. Thanks. 
Casey, um, you wrote this in months and months ago. I apologize that it's uh, just being surfaced, but you know, there's archives and there's times. And this question could not be more pertinent to like what I have been going through the last couple months. So I was like, boom, I can speak truth to this because I am living this problem as we speak. So let's pray and then we'll get started. Dear God, thank you so much for people writing reviews for the podcast and writing in questions. Thank you so much for this opportunity to help people. I love, thanks for giving me that, this, uh, we'll call it a spiritual blessing of being opinionated on how people should fix their problems. Thank you. Um, be with everyone who's on the treadmill of life right now and scared to step off. Scared that if they put their personal boundaries first, that they're saying no to things you're sending them. Like, right? That's what she's asking. She's saying, I don't want to tell the universe. I don't want to tell God I'm ungrateful for things and blessings that are showing up in my life. And I think we both know that you don't want Casey to feel that way, right? And you don't want anyone to feel that way. I'm just going out on a limb there. Um, so continue to whisper or speak louder to people who need to step off. Let them know that there are seasons of rest and there are seasons of saying yes and there are seasons of saying no and you are not saying no to God. You are not saying no to the universe. You are not saying no to abundance and love and all that. You are saying yes to yourself and your family and your mental health, which we have learned in the last year is uh, pretty damn important. So in your name we pray. Amen. Okay, so like I said, I chose this topic because it is very, 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 very much where I am at in my life right now. Um, I do not have bandwidth to take on much else. Um, and I am 34 and gaining that wisdom, like I said, and part of that wisdom comes with the awareness of like, multiple times that I've burned out, um, burned out bad, you know, and with every time I feel like you struggle with a little bit of burnout, whether it's for a weekend or a month or a season or a couple of years, whatever it is, um, you eventually unburn out. <laughs> I don't know what that would be. You get lit again. I don't know. Um, and you get back you get back into it, right? And I think it's interesting timing to answer this question with us being around, we're past the one year mark of the pandemic. And as chiropractors, I don't know if you guys feel this, but like, I never stopped. And I'm grateful for that. I am so eternally grateful that I never had to shut down my business. But when I talked to when, like, there's this essence of like all these jokes about like, watching all of Netflix and never getting out of sweatpants and like what the year has been like for some people. Um, that hasn't been my experience. I've had to work harder and harder. And you know, coming out of this, like, I'm tired. I'm really tired and realizing that I need to rest and I need more hands. And so I'm having, I've had to say no to many things that I've not wanted to say no to, um, probably for the last three, four months now. And it's awkward because like, honestly, some of you listening, I might've had to say no to you. And I guarantee you, it made me squirm and I didn't like it. Um, and, uh, 
towards the end when I'm talking about like how to say no, you'll be like, oh, she fed me that line. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, but, you know, having personal boundaries is something that we're all we're all trying to do better at. Right. And I know you're not supposed to say sorry about having healthy boundaries, but here I am saying sorry about it. Um, so I think, you know, you bring up the Enneagram. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. Thank you for bringing it up. Um, but I don't think that it's necessarily a personality characteristic of feeling bad about saying no or not wanting to say no. I think that this is just a universal thing that people struggle with. Um, you know, saying no is difficult. Now, it depends on why, right? Like, that's why I love the Enneagram, because it's not the behaviors, it's the motivations. So like the behavior of I don't like saying no to people, that's universal. The motivation behind why don't you like saying no, I think is really important. And in order for you to do some of this work, I think, yes, knowing your Enneagram is helpful, but like, you don't need to really ask yourself, like, why? Why? And just keep peeling back layers of like, why does that make me uncomfortable? Well, you know, so for instance, um, if you're an Enneagram one, you might feel uncomfortable that like, or if you're a perfectionist, you might think that if you say no, they're going to turn to someone, a different chiropractor or a different mom to do that. And they're not going to do as good of a job. You know that you would just nail it. And yeah, like you just don't trust that somebody else is going to do as good of a job. Or if you are a two, like, I think that it like really hurts twos to not help. Like it is in every fiber of like, I want to help you. And so not being able to, it just hurts them. Um, three, as me, if I'm saying no to something, I am, it's a double pronged thing. I am worried that it will be the demise of my success. And that opportunity is not going to come around and somebody else is going to become more successful because they said yes. Um, yeah, I know threes were fucked up. Everyone's fucked up. I just know the really effed upness of threes at a deeper level, or I'm worried you're not going to like me because threes need everyone to like them. Uh, so if I say no, are you not going to like me? Because then what's going to happen is if you're not going to like me, you're not going to come to my clinic and get adjusted. And then again, I'm not going to be as successful. Um, you know, if you're a nine, you're upset about like the harmony. If you're a seven, you have a fear of missing out on that opportunity. Um, if you're a six, maybe you're worried that uh, that's the wrong choice. And then, you know, that opportunity is never going to come back again. And like, you know, sixes are always worried about security and making the wrong. So whatever it is, I didn't cover everyone, but like, ultimately understanding why are you afraid to say no at the deepest level of your uniqueness is going to be helpful later when you do have to start saying no, because you're going to have to like mentally talk yourself out of the crazy and we'll, I don't out of the crazy. I don't want to call you crazy, um, but you know what I mean? So when I read your question, I think that you deserve applause first and foremost for your awareness and your boundaries. Um, like your awareness that uh, you slip up a little bit when you say, obviously I always want more patience. Wait, is that? 
is that obvious? Um, like to me, that sounds a little like, and maybe you are a two wing three where like, you're afraid to say like, no, I'm actually content with where my business is at. And I don't want to grow at this point because I think that's kind of what you're saying, but then you slip in like, oh no, 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 I always want more. Um, and it's okay to be very content. Like it's okay to be content. You know, the other area where women do this is, well, obviously I'd like to lose five pounds. Why is that obvious? Why, you know, like it's okay to just be really content. Um, and so I think your awareness though of like, oh, I keep saying yes when I think I should be saying no. Applause. I don't want to mess up the sound on this that Kirby has to fix in post, but like, good job. That is great. This is huge. And so many people never even get to that point, or maybe it takes a long time for them to get to that point where they're like, hey, I, I'm saying yes all the time. And I don't think that's the right decision for my life. How do I say no? Um, and then just those boundaries around your, your personal health, your, your mental health. I love it. So I, when I do read it, though, I do think that it sounds like you're uncomfortable with the concept of stepping off the treadmill. Um, so I mentioned this in the beginning a little bit of this hedonic treadmill uh, that is, I believe, I don't know, I'm just going to say a very first world problem. It is the idea that like, yeah, your house may be fine, but it could be bigger. Yeah, your kitchen may be great, but it could be more open. Thanks, mom. I do actually really love my open kitchen. Um, you, yeah, you take trips, but you could take more. Yeah, you have a treadmill, but it could be the Peloton treadmill. Like, it's just, yeah, you ran a half marathon, but you could run it faster. You could see more people. You could have more associates. You could, you could, you could, you could. Um, and so I'm pretty sure this idea of just consumerism, you could have more, you would be happier if you had more. And that chasing of more is this hedonic treadmill. And we get trained for sure as chiropractors and entrepreneurs of like in the beginning, you know, you mentioned that for six years now, like you've been marketing and outreaching and you've got, you've done work to get to a stable place. And whether you're a student and you've had to hustle through undergrad and grad school or you're... Um, a new doc and you are just hustling your ass off to get more because you actually literally do need to see more people to pay your bills because um, four people a week won't do it. Like you get trained out of necessity to seek more, right? Like in order to be an educated human who's not homeless, we, we kind of have to, but then there is no training of like when to do the work to realize like, Hey, you're good. You can stop hustling your ass off now because you're going to get tired. Um, so I really hear that you've been working a lot and you've gotten to a place and you're a little nervous. You're a little nervous as to what it means if you were to sit in your awareness, in your conscious awareness with yourself and go, do, do I need more? Do you need more speaking opportunities right now? Like, I mean, I guess nobody's really speaking, but like, you know, it's okay to put opportunities or these things that you're saying no through this lens of, is it okay? Like, do I actually want that? And it's okay to say, 
I want to want that. It's okay to say that sounds amazing and I wish I had the energy for it, but I don't or I should want that. But for some reason, it doesn't feel right right now. You know, at the end of your question, you say, I don't want to tell the universe no to opportunities. Have you stopped to think that maybe the universe is what is actually telling you? to say no. Maybe it is that innate intelligence, God, source, love, light inside of you whispering, say no. Like maybe that's, maybe you are going with the universe. You know, the big comparison that I have with this within practice, that was a hump I had to get over with was that all not, we don't want all new patients. Um, Not all new patients are going to make it into our clinic. Now you're right in the beginning when I was like hustling and needing to grow, I didn't have good boundaries because I would just take anyone and any money. And that I don't know whether that's good, that's bad, whatever. That was my story. But now where we're at as a clinic is we have boundaries around my our not even my mental health. We have built a culture like culture, whatever, but like our clinic is different and we love it. And we love on our patients so much and they get the big idea as to the work we're doing. They know that like coming in twice a year because they tweak their low back, like, nah, you don't, you don't get to come here and put that on me. Like I will fix your low back, but you're going to stay like, um, and so we have boundaries around who, what new patients make it in to our clinic. And I had to do the work of like, shoot, if I say no to that guy who is calling and admits that he has been going to the chiropractor for 20 years, he goes one to two times a year, only when he thinks he needs it, but his chiropractor retired. And so now he's looking for a new chiropractor. Do I have to, am I telling the universe I don't want new patients because I'm saying no to that? And I don't believe so. I've done that work and I I believe that what happens when I say like we would recommend this chiropractor or this chiropractor, I am helping that person on their journey and whatever. Them doing them. Um, And we'll, we'll always tell them like, hey, we do things different. And if you're open and you want to hear something completely different, we will do that. But like, I don't feel bad not needing to be everything for every person anymore. It's, it's, it's healthy. So I don't believe you're telling the universe you don't want opportunities. You are refining your search engine optimization. You're refining your Instagram ads from the universe by saying no to some things and yes to others, right? Like you're just like, not that. Try again. Oh, you're getting closer. Try again. Yes, I will say yes to that. Send me more of that. And that's what you need to pay attention to. Not what you're saying no to, but truly being more conscious of the things you're saying yes to. Because what you're saying yes to, you are telling the universe, I want more of that. Okay. So um, where, where are we? I don't even know how I got on that. So understanding why is helpful, but then also figuring out like all the different ways that you're going to need to say no in your life, because I would venture to guess that it digs deeper beyond people sending you something in your inbox saying like, Hey, would you like to, um, that's the first most obvious is people approaching and saying like, would you? Yes. Um, but 
do a much more like meditative sitting and reflecting and thinking all the other ways in your life that you are saying yes, that you could say no. So for instance, like the new patient example, what is your, what's your new patient script? Do you don't need to say yes to all new patients. I give you permission. Send them with love to someone else that's going to be their jam. Everyone else is going to be happy. Um, Did you sign up for a half marathon and it was going to be your first run or maybe a 5k and you were going to do all this stuff and now's the time that you need to be training and you're like, no, I can't. I, I do not have like those runs will push me into like cortisol dominant. That's okay. You know, you're not saying no to moving your body and working out, but you might say no to training. You might say no to 5am workouts right now. I will tell you that yes, working out, obviously, we know as chiropractors, how great it is for our mental health. But so is sleep. <laughs> um, you know, you may need to say no to Netflix, you may need to say no to social media. Um, so like, figure out way past just people coming and being in your face of like, hey, will you do this for me? All the different areas you could say no. Um, Because when you have it all out in front of you, some are going to make you much more uncomfortable. Like some you'll be like, Oh, heck, yeah, I will gladly start saying no to that. And then it might give you a little more bandwidth to say yes to the things that you're like, well, I don't really want to say no to that. Um, You know, so do some reflection there and like how you can say no, say yes, continue refining, because you don't need to say no to everything, right? Like you want to tell the universe, I want more stuff like this, saying yes to things that fill you up instead of like the things that drain you. And again, just to recap, it's hard because at certain periods of rest, and this is what I'm hearing is like, right now, you just need to rest, girl. Like, that does not mean that you're going to rest the rest of your career. Like, it's okay to say like, hey, I'm cool right now. That doesn't mean you're let's say you're seeing 100 people a week. If you're seeing 100 people a week, that doesn't mean that you're like, all right, I guess I'm saying I will just be this the rest of my life. Like, no, it doesn't mean that. It means that like, maybe right now, you're content with that. And then organically, what's going to happen when you just spend this time resting and recovering and stepping off that treadmill, there's going to be a day, a couple weeks from now, a couple months from now, it might be a year or two from now. And I'm giving you permission for it to take that long. Okay, please, like, just do what you got to do. Because one day, without you forcing it, you can try and force this, you can try and force yourself through rest. And I know there's quite a few people listening who need to hear this, you can try and force the rest and recovery process, but you cannot, you will get back on the treadmill and you will fall off almost immediately. And you'll be like, oops, tried to force it. So what will happen is one day, you will just be going on with your badass self. And you'll see that treadmill all dusty over there. And you're like, you know, what sounds great a run. I want to I want to wake up, I'm gonna set my alarm early to get up and get on that treadmill. So what that looks like is it literally may be a treadmill in this scenario. Maybe you get a spark for a course for pregnant patients in your area. 
it is that alarm when that alarm goes off for you to like because you're going to have to wake up early to find extra time to do this you are going to be excited you're going to wake up you're going to pour yourself coffee and you're going to be like just filled with so much energy to pour out this course yay it's going to happen but forcing and sometimes you know sometimes you don't feel like going to work and you got to go to work because yeah so you got to force a lot of things in life but that what I'm telling you is look at that list of things you're saying yes and you're saying you want to say no to and how many of them are you forcing and you don't have to force them right now like you can just trust that with rest and recovery will come a renewed energy a renewed passion, a renewed motivation to go to that Rotary Club and be like, let me preach about how amazing chiropractic is. Okay, because you showing up, let's let's talk about manifestation for a second. I've had this conversation a little bit with like, can you like if you're doing a detox, I don't how did I bring it up? I don't know. I believe so much behind the manifestation and the intention and the motivation of the actions you're doing. So for years, so many people cannot lose weight despite them doing tons of exercise. Do you love what you're doing? Like, do you love the exercise or are you doing it hating your body? And that exercise is actually causing so much cortisol to be released because you're like, I have to run for 30 minutes because that's the weight loss program I'm on. Or like, I have to go to this talk and talk about chiropractic because it's a good opportunity. And if I don't, so here's what my belief is around manifestation is you can do the action, but if you are energetically not in attraction mode, you might as well not (laughs) like it's not going to help your marketing if you like I guarantee you you are not showing up with your like magnanimous magnanimous I don't know magnetic self you know you would be better off not speaking to 20 people and just being like oh yeah that was another chiropractor talking about chiropractic and waiting six months or a year and going in and talking and like people just being like holy cow that chick's on fire I need a piece of that not in a sexual way I meant like the energy for chiropractic and health um I'm going to schedule an appointment, right? So like, again, if the universe, if your innate is saying like, you should rest, please do and trust that like, when that recovery comes and when that spite, that's that spirit of fire comes in you, you'll be there, you will be there and you will step on that treadmill and just absolutely rock it again. Um, Okay, so we are actually, I'm going to give you some exact phrasing because sometimes people in the weeds, they're like, I know I need to say no, but I don't know how. So I am going to tell you right now how to say no verbatim, how to do it. Now, I would recommend that you do the work and figure out what's your motivation because why or like what's your uh, reasoning for being afraid of saying no that deeper reason will tweak a lot of the wording here um, 
you know, whatever makes you uncomfortable, the reason that you're uncomfortable for saying no will definitely shape some of the more specifics. So like if you're an Enneagram 8, your reason for saying like the way you say no will likely be able to be much more direct without being apologetic um, because you're not necessarily worried about them not liking you, right? Whereas me, my nose, just because I'm in this process, maybe two years from now, I'll, I'm still going to be a three, but I'll feel a lot more comfortable being less apologetic. But you will notice that I still carry a lot of, I'm so sorry, but... Um, and somebody who's much better at this would probably say like, you're apologizing too much. Listen, I don't apologize too much in life. So if I'm going to say, if I'm going to apologize once in writing to turning down an opportunity, I think we're fine. If apologizing too much is like the work you need to do, we'll host a whole nother episode on not apologizing for yourself. Um, but here we go. Okay. So, um, one way that I like just a very straightforward is I'd love to. Unfortunately, right now I'm overcommitted. Simple, clean. You're saying like, yes, but no. <laughs> okay. Um, I use that also with the yes, but no phrasing with, I'm giving all, way, all my secrets to any patients listening. So if a new patient calls and they say like, hey, um, I work up at the hospital. Do you take this insurance? We say, oh, we love working with all the nurses and doctors up at the hospital. What we do instead, you know, it's the no, we don't take your insurance. So we don't go, no, we don't take your insurance. We go, yes, we love that. But what we do instead. So, okay, another way to say no, I'm flattered you thought of me. I don't have the bandwidth for that project right now. Like just saying, I'm flattered. Thank you for thinking of me. I don't have the bandwidth. Like that has become like memorize that for me, that works. Like try and burn that into your skull of like, I don't have the bandwidth. It resonates. People don't take it. Um, a lot of people are worried about saying no because they don't want to reject others. People don't take it personal when it's like, it's very clear of like, it's not you, it's me. So I don't know, maybe if I had an ego, like if, if somebody, if that makes your skin crawl going, oh my gosh, admitting you, admitting that you don't have the bandwidth, um, I love you, but I think you have some work to do on like being perceived as weak and that's okay. Uh, but I don't think that I, that's one thing I don't think you should say sorry for is admitting that you can't take on everything. Admitting that you have a finite cup that s overflowingeth. I don't think that's something you should say sorry for um, because you're like, you're being human. So saying like, I don't have the bandwidth. Um, another way to say no is what a great idea. I don't think I'm, I have the perfect skill set or knowledge for that. Have you thought about asking so-and-so? So like as a chiropractor, it can be very conflicting if I have, I, I mean, I've had an opportunity before where I've had someone say like, a lot of our nursing home residents would love to get chiropractic. Their insurance, Medicare would cover. Um, would you consider coming and doing, you know, on site? 
Now it's hard to say no, like, especially back in the beginning where it was like, oh man, there's like 40 people there. I could get like 40 adjustments in like two hours. I actually don't know if that math works out. Um, you know, I could submit to Medicare, but I, I'm not good. Like, I don't have, like, I would just use the activator. Like, I know I'm not the right person for that. And so what an amazing opportunity for those nursing home residents. But I don't think I'm the right person. And so I was like, praised on that person. I love that you are putting the residents first. And that is such a cool idea. Please don't let that drop because I'm unable to do this. You know who I think would love it is. And um, just redirect. Okay, another simple just like I've got a full plate right now. I have to finish some projects that I've already started before I can take anything else on. And then with that, um, another approach that I've just started is, is this time sensitive? You know, a lot of people, when they are reaching out for opportunities, sometimes it's clearly time sensitive. We need someone to come talk at this Thursday's career fair. Um, you know, those are obviously time sensitive things. But what I'm learning is like those things of like, hey, have you ever thought about offering yoga for the teachers in the morning? Like, so and so who would be the person to say yes to it? Um, like would really love it? We're looking for something like whatever. Um, it's okay if you're like, oh, gosh, I really want to do that. But they want me at 6am on Wednesdays. And I don't think I can swing that right now. But you don't want some other person to have that opportunity because you really want it. Just say, try saying, is this time sensitive? Because I wouldn't be able to start immediately. But I do think in a couple months, I'll have um, the time or the availability or the bandwidth to take that on. So you're saying no, but yes, later. Um, and I found that a lot of things, like they're just trying to get it off. They got an idea and they thought of you. And so they reached out. So it's like, you know, yeah, sure. Most of the time they're going to come back of like, oh yeah, no problem. Just uh, let me know when you've got more time. And that way you're kind of like reserving yourself for that opportunity. Um, and they just were like, yeah, I just wanted to see if you'd even be interested. I didn't need you to start this month. Um, you know, same thing. That would go for like if you are being asked to volunteer for like a kid's thing, um, you know, like, oh, I, I can't work that tournament, but I would really love to support the soccer team. Um, is there something a little later in the season that I could do? Because uh, right now my plate is pretty full. Um, all of those things. These are all good. These are all OK things to do, people. These are great ways to say like yes to the universe, but not right now. Um, okay, so another awkward thing that may happen in clinic is patients asking basically for your free opinion, right? Like they don't want to schedule as a new patient. Um, they just want to sit down and talk to you to see if chiropractic could even, if, if you even think chiropractic can help this. Um, now in our clinic, we don't have, I love the idea of free consults. So if that's something your clinic does, boom, boom, pow, awesome. Like, I'm sure if you're doing it, it works for you. Go ahead, keep doing it. Um, but for me, we 
don't have the bandwidth <laughs> to offer free advice. Like that's what a new patient exam is, right? Like a new patient exam is me sitting down and hearing your health history and telling you whether I think chiropractic can help you or not, or if I would go somewhere else. Like you would never ask a pediatrician, hey, can you just look in their ears and tell me if you think uh, they need antibiotics or not? Yes, I can do that. And that will be a CPT code 9894 or 99202. Like, yeah, I can, but um, that's, that's what I get paid for. Like, right. And they don't mean to be offensive. Well, most of the time they don't. Um, so response to things like that is I would love to sit down and check your shoulder and see if chiropractic can be helpful. Um, typically, that is a new patient exam for those services. Our clinic charges X. Check out, email me back if you'd like to schedule an exam. Click on the link if you'd like to get that set up. But like, yes, I would love to sit down and talk to you about that. Typically, the price for that service is X. Continue forward if you'd like right? Like you're kind of giving them the out of like, you know, you're not going, Oh, I realize that you may not have been expecting me to ask you for money. You're saying all of that by saying, I'm saying yes to this opportunity. I'm saying no to doing it for free. If you're still willing to move forward in this process, go here. And like, if not, no big deal. Um, Let's see, you know, and along with that kind of the follow up of like, oh, well, I was thinking, you know, you would do it for free uh, to that, you know, so like, let's say that you're a speaker, okay, and you do love speaking, but right now your plate is really full and you can say, unfortunately, at this point, I am pretty committed with you know, a certain amount of pro bono work this year, or at this point, I've taken on the maximum amount of pro bono speaking or work that I can do. Um, perhaps later when some of those obligations have been fulfilled, I'll have more but like right now I'm unable to take on any more free or unpaid speaking or pro bono work pro bono consultations like, that's okay to say like, you're saying like, yes, I do do free work. So it's not that I'm just the Scrooge who's like, no, I get paid for everything. You're like, yes, I, I love speaking for free and educating people. Unfortunately, right now, my plate, my balance, I, I don't have any more room for pro bono work. That's, that's okay to say. Um, and then kind of like a last recommendation that you can do is like, you know, let's say somebody says like, hey, can you come speak to our health class on 11 o'clock on Wednesdays we meet you can just do the classic that time and day won't work but I can do a pre-recorded zoom or video that you can show them in class or like that won't work but here's what I can do don't be afraid like to nego negotiate back essentially with them of like that won't work but this will um because if they're like, oh, no, that won't work. We really do need X. Then they realize that you can't. And so it's, yeah, they understand. It's, isn't it funny um, that we need as humans, like, okay, but what do I literally say? How do I literally say no? And I, I think it's universal. I think it's good. I think that with age, we just get so much more 
aware of issues and we do the work and then that becomes a standard, right? It's like any habit of like in the beginning, you know, when you found out that weightlifting was good, you didn't know what you were doing in the gym. And so you needed to replicate what other people were doing. In the beginning, you didn't know how to have a new patient script. And so what you did is read through what other people who claimed to be good at attracting new patients said and memorized it in some form and then made it your own but like in the beginning it is okay to have to use other people's words I joke about how I was not I was not grad I did not graduate a subluxation based chiropractor saying the phrase subluxation made me squirm so so much and when I kind of transitioned into a more philosophical based vitalistic chiropractor and started using the word subluxation it it made me so uncomfortable and I had to I had to say a script like I had to listen to another chiropractor who's very comfortable talking about subluxation and I had to say those words and I had to be very conscious of my facial expressions because I'm terrible at things like that but like I just had to use someone else's words and what happens with everything you know I think we think I think that we think that the first step is getting comfortable and then the second step is that the words will come and in fact I believe it's reverse I believe the first step is awareness the second step is saying the words even though we're uncomfortable with it and then what happens is we become much more comfortable um, saying this is the idea behind mantras. This is the idea I used to think that I would say I love my body when I actually did. Instead, I realized that what I have to do is go, I love my body. I love my roles. I'm, I'm accepting of them. I am this. And then what started happening is, is I kind of started actually believing it. So Casey, you go girl. I am so proud of you for what you have built. You deserve a round of applause for doing the work of getting to a clinic that is stable and you feel safe. I am giving you permission. You are safe. Step off the treadmill. It's okay to say no for a little bit and just trust that that is actually what the universe is asking you to do. Go with that energy of rest and recovery. Renew yourself and get your ass back on when you feel that the time is right. So, all right, She Slayers, I hope you liked this episode. I'll see you next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. 
If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. Don't wait.